This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, sponsored by Soundring. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is brought to you by Prosper.com. With Prosper.com, you can borrow money for just about anything you want. Prosper.com is the better way to get the cash you need at a low interest rate. To check your low interest rate instantly without affecting your good credit, go to Prosper.com forward slash bad Christian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, you cotton-headed ninny muggins? That's my favorite Christmas insult of all time. Although I'm not sure if there's a whole bunch of other uh, Christmas insults out there, but that's my favorite one. Welcome to the infomercial. Have got a bunch of stuff to tell you about. I'm going to get right to it. Obviously, the biggest one, Emery. We put out a Christmas EP, and it's free. It's called Have Emery Christmas. Uh, it's available now. You can pay what you want for it or pay zero for it. Nothing. It's free. Whatever you want to do. Badchristian.com forward slash Emory Christmas. We also just did this collaboration thing with Heart Support. That's Jake Lurs from August Burns Red. And they have a new thing called the Restore Program. So we made a t-shirt in collaboration with them to sell. And 50% of the proceeds go to the Restore Program. So check that out. You can go to badchristian.com slash heart support for that. Also, King's Kaleidoscope, the best band ever on earth, has another live EP. This one's called Live in Season. They've got videos releasing all week this week, and then later they're going to release, later this week, they're going to release all the audio so you can download it for free, stream it, buy it, whatever you want to do. It's called Live in Season. Go to kingskaleidoscope.com, see what they're up to. It's always good. Now, on to the next thing, and that's Jabberjaw Media. I've got I want to I want to give you a personal recommendation, and that's for a podcast that's on the Jabberjaw Podcast Network called Metal Brainiac. It's hosted by my buddy Matt Pikin, and uh, it's known as the smartest half hour in metal. And so, basically, if you're dumb, then you don't maybe you don't want to tune into it. But if you're not, and you want to hear from top metal artists and hear some really cool stuff. I'm sure you can find it. Go wherever you get podcasts. Type Metal Brainiac or go to MetalBrainiac.com. Check that show out. You know, show some love to the Jabberjaw family. Uh, speaking of that, I just, you know, put out a podcast today. Also, uh, Break It Down podcast with Matt Pryor from the Get Up Kids. Really enjoyed that one. Might want to check it out, too. I'm sorry for all the plugs today, but I guess in another way, I'm not sorry at all. In fact, I'm definitely not sorry. Why would I be sorry? I'm just telling you about a bunch of free stuff that you'll like. You guys are jerks. Thanks for nothing. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. I'll be so blue. Ah, forget it. Three, two, <laughs> stocks one. Joey, kick it. Oh, no, no, no. Nice. Welcome. Dragging it out. Y'all are hams. You ever people tell you that since you were a little kid? Oh, he's a ham. He's, he's just always hamming it up. I told Priscilla she was being a card. 
this morning. A card. You're being a card. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. You're, I just well, heard old people say that. Yeah. What is that? What, where'd the card I don't know. It probably means something like you're a, a, a joker or something. I don't I, know. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Matt is smart. Man. Matt oh. thinks on his toes. I guess no, but no, none of our listening audience can see me looking at you You're right staring now. at me right now. <laughs> I started this episode with a Christmas song, and if you haven't yet... Let me touch your penis. Get, get out of here. If you haven't yet... yeah, <laughs> It's going to make a terrible joke. I'm glad I didn't. If you haven't picked up the Emery Christmas EP, go get it. It's called We Wish You a Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> I thought it was called Deck the Halls of the Nativity Scene. Lil Jesus <laughs> was born, and he knew little Joey Svensson would turn out like this. Put Jesus under the holly so we can kiss him. That's what it's called. <laughs> You're on fire this episode already. <laughs> already. I mean, it's unbelievable. I know it. So do you like doing Christmas albums and Christmas music? If so, why hadn't we done more of it before is what I don't understand. Because I can't think of it. I don't no, think of it. No, you can think of it. If I gave you an hour and said, I'm going to record you doing a Christmas song in an hour, don't, wouldn't you have one? Yes, I would. Yes, you would. But I don't. So why don't we do more of it? Because you didn't. You don't ask me in July. Why is it my responsibility? <laughs> you're asking me in December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't right. think of everything. I know. I can write the song. You got to just remind me to do it in like May. I mean, for June, sure. July do you song. think if I if I I mean this is the crazy thing? But I promise you, if it puts you in a room and said, "There's you don't have a phone in here," I'm yep. coming back in 80 minutes, and I need a Christmas song or Thanksgiving song or a really good heavy Emory song to be, you know. Over half completed. Do you, could could you do that? I'll do it right now. I'll get my guitar and I'll write. So a song. let me like literally. It's that silly. If me and Joey finish the rest of the eighty minute podcast, you'd be done with a you'd have a whole song instead. You're choosing <laughs> to do this instead of that. I'll write. I'll write a whole verse to a song right now. That would make you a lot more money than this episode. Uh, I know it'd be worth more. Let me do it. Let me get a guitar and we'll record it. I would. And I'll show it. you how good I am. Okay. You want me to do it? Yeah. Go get your guitar. Uh, he he walked out here. I know with, he's like, literally going to get the guitar right now. step. And I I do like to prepare for our episodes, but this ain't no kind of anything prepared. Right. This we, is this is spur of the moment. Man. Hope, you think you're just going to grab a guitar like hey, that, no, and you, and you expect it to be in tune and everything? Now is this some pre can thing that you worked on at home last no, I night? Promise. I have no clue. What You've I'm just been waiting to try it out. You've been working on it at home for a week. What key should I play? <laughs> like I know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, can, are we going to give, can we tell you what the hey, song's about? How many about? sharps or flats does the key of G have? One, F sharp. No, that's F. You, hey, you think of a Christmas word, and I'll think of a Christmas word, and that's what the song has to be about. So you're going to so me... write a Christmas song right now? Yeah. All right. I want it to be about something. All right, does I got it, a word. Do you want it to be about Jesus, or do you want it to be about like having fun? I've got a word. Do you have a word? Uh, let's don't do sad. You always do sad. My word right. is manger. I have to work in the word manger. You have to work in the word manger, and it's going to be a fun Christmas song. And okay. silver bells. No, manger and silver bells. I'm not going to put bells. too many constraints. So you're already going to, you know, it's already going to be difficult. But I believe. So, t- yeah, keep on. You just work ring, on it for a second. <laughs> Give him a chance here. <laughs> it's that time of year again. It's that time. There you go. You can do another verse just like that. Sometimes it gets real snowy and wild. Sometimes you just gotta smile. There's no danger. 
<laughs> That's great. That's super good. Joe, you had to leave and go get candy. I was looking for bells. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's too good. That's too good to be true. To make sure you didn't can it, let's do another one. Damn it. Just, just to prove it, let's do another one. Okay. All right. This time, make it a uh, like a contemplative song. A, con- a contemporary. Song contemplative, or? like. We're really oh, okay. and it's and it's uh we we did contemplative. It's contemplative. I think right. the way I say it is right. Maybe both are acceptable. So right. um I won't give you any other constraints. If you could pull that off, that would be good. Let's see here. I'm not as good as No, it's okay. Though. We'll take a second. You don't have to you he can have it longer if you need. This, you're doing really good. A contemplative song. Do I have to have any a words? contemplative song. A, compl- a song. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need any help words? with words? We can I give don't them need to any you. Words, okay. A contemplative song. Okay, let me see. It does help me. It sparks something when Joey said manger. I, I could think like rhyming words and stuff. Hark. Hark. No, give it. <laughs> don't make it that hard. Make it something. Give him a chance. Let's make it about like. Make it about. Hard. I'm fine with it. Okay. Uh, y'all said it. I'll do it. Make it too about like seeing your family on Christmas Day. Like you're seeing is the time you spend with the ones you love the most. All right. Every time this year, all the emotions that I have are here. I remember you, Mark. My best friend got killed when an angel of the Lord said, Hark, hark the herald angels. They killed my friend. They killed my friend. Pretty good. The time of year you're thinking about the lost family member Mark that was right. killed when an angel actually said hark and, and <laughs> the angel of the Lord struck right. Mark down and killed him. Mark, yeah. Like yeah. Well, if Mark's driving and yeah. he sees an angel saying and he hark ran there. off the road. It was an unbelievable story. I'm kind of based on a true story. I, I remember recollecting that in my mind. Pretty good. Right? It's really good. I wrote two new Christmas EPs. I know. I know. Those aren't actually on our EP, but next year they will be. Hey, this is, hey let's do it. what we do at church. Let's show good people what we do at church. Because I have a guitar out. Joey, this, let's do like a, a, we normally, I will play while you're talking. Yeah. So, but don't do it like, don't. I'm the congregation it. and you're coming out after the sermon? Yeah. And you're okay. going to tell people why, you're going to tell Joey, you're going to tell, tell me tell now to. Why Bad Christian is really good and the, the and, things are going to be yeah. awesome. And you're just, that, that you need it. Okay. Why you need it. Why you should join the BC Club and try to get me to respond. Why our call is to respond as okay. me, to be members of the BC Club. So Joey comes up and... After Toby has done a song yeah. like that and you've heard a sermon and me, you've heard me talk. Okay. It's time for you to talk. Do, go into pastor, what okay. you would do, and I'll play like what I do. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's now time for us to really reflect and... <laughs> Just kind of think about what uh, God is laying on our hearts. And that my question for us all today, 
for us to really process. Are we sick of fake shit? Because, you know, there's just times when we're walking through life and we hear a lot of fake shit. And uh, it's, it's just about time that we, men, women, gangsters, bitches, Keep, keep holding the road. Keep stay stay with it. Stay with it. I know. Stay with it. Trying to tell them to join the BC Club. Get to it. Wrap it up. So what you need is, you know, sometimes you don't need your Bible. <laughs> sometimes you don't. You don't even need community. All you need is your computer, your headphones, credit card and number, three Christian guys that are willing to say shit and not be fake. <laughs> because see, Toby, he's not going to say F like me. He's going to come right out and say the word. Now, if that's not something you want to spend your damn money on, I don't know what you'll want to spend it on because there are different ways you can give money. You've got the $7 club, the $14 double down, the $21 triple down, and you've got the all-in $50. And I'm telling you, if this is not a worthy call, if you're sick of fake shit in your life, put it on the cross. Walk away from it today. <laughs> Join the PC Club. Join the PC Club. I'm done. Very good, Joey. I think a lot of people just got convicted to, to join. To yeah. join? Yeah. So yeah. there's a seven, there's the fourteen, there's the twenty-one, and there's the fifty dollar all in. Yeah. And I just need to ask you guys. Which kind are you? What kind are you? You're gonna half ass it for the rest of your life. Are you gonna keep half assing it for all the right. rest of your life? No. Yeah. Okay. These... I'm and I'm not gonna answer that for you. I know some people are in different places. Yeah. But I'm just gonna leave that I'm gonna leave you to meditate on that. This right. is a new song that one our, our leader, one of our worship leaders. BC Club means Christmas. <laughs> BC Club means Christmas. If you want to celebrate BC Club. Very good. Wow. Toby, I do think that legitimate like uh I legitimately think that that's what you really should do is spend more time writing songs. I really do. I think you should spend more time writing songs and I think you should do it in that type of capacity. I think you should build something like a platform or a podcast where you get songs, you write songs, you help other people write songs and you give away material just because I know a lot of people that write songs that are amazing and talented, but they don't really do it that that quickly. It would only take you yeah. another five minutes to make it actually legitimately good or profound well i appreciate that so why don't i mean it's insane to me that you don't figure out how to do that well i i actually should be able to make money doing it somehow well i have actually thought about that i think honestly i i'm put on this world to write music like i'm uh there's i am just have always been really fast at obviously some of those songs are goofy but i i really do believe i mean this isn't an ego thing or anything i really do think i if you gave me 45 minutes and I was in a, a a game show where every, ten people had to go write a song. I think I'd win. 
Like I really yeah. do feel confident in my songwriting ability. It's just like some people are born to do whatever. You guys are born to be smart, <laughs> funny. People like you. My one thing that I get is I can really write the hell out of a song pretty quickly. And so I actually have thought about that. Like maybe even opening up kind of like a little bit of a uh, a website or something like that where I help people write songs. Like yeah, it, maybe you're stuck. It. Maybe you're. Uh, or what? What if somebody wanted you to write a song for, no, for a special be to, occasion? It'd be to well, help people. I, they, people that do that. Yeah, we, be, we've done stuff like that before. But I'm, I'm just thinking like there's so many artistic people out there. And here's the thing: I think some people sell themselves short. It's hard to write a song. And it seems overwhelming. But like somebody like me can see, oh wait, you you have enough talent to write a song. You just need to help here, 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 or the com- you know, the confidence. A little bit of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. You just need that. a little bit of confidence. You need somebody that's done it before. So I actually have thought about like that thought about that before like doing a website where maybe i give away free ideas that i have if i, I, can, come, if I can come out of, with the I, ideas i want you to i give that. away free ideas and let people run with it no no charge or whatever and then if you want to work with me maybe you would work with me. yeah just whatever you know what i mean like hey i have i have a quarter of a song written toby could you listen well, to that, it the thing then, i yeah. like about it is song writing and music is all about intellectual property and rights and all that stuff it would be super cool to see somebody go i'm a badass i don't i can write unlimited songs so why not just give them away like give parts of songs oh, to people and let that would be awesome just because you can make more who cares and right. the more you do it you would just get better at it yeah, I totally so you could give away 10 songs and the 11th one you would be able to write a better song than the than right. you used to a and year i think it'd be fun to hear what people did with it especially because it may that sparks an idea in them sure i really do think there's a lot of creative people out there they just need a little assistance so i i have thought about that that might be a really good idea man. yeah <laughs> i'm definitely into helping you do that i love that, it. that that it now the worst part is like first time somebody told somebody's listening right now and they have no idea about emory or anything it's like, they go, are you serious? the dude just rhymed danger and manger i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna work with him <laughs> i wish i'd have done like, i should i should have done something more with the contemplative song damn yeah. it um, that was good. We didn't even have even one shred yeah, of idea. We just did. We just said a Christmas song, and then we got all the way to that. All we said was we wanted to say that we have a Christmas EP, and we got all that. So good work on that. But I know you had some stuff prepared, and one of them, I know the I saw the word cleavage on your prep notes. <laughs> and I really want. I want. I don't want to waste time. You I want to get to what that was. Cleavage. I want to see what that was. All right. So Joey and I. Uh, we had a, a don't include me in this. You were right there. And <laughs> that was so funny. We Joey and I actually went for a walk together. Uh, we had eaten lunch together and we just went for a little walk. There's a super awesome neighborhood right beside our church office. And uh, we just went w- talking about the future and all kinds of stuff and went for a walk. So towards the end of the walk, Joey and I are almost back. There are we see two people coming on a bike and each on their own bike. And it's just as they get closer, mm-hmm. immediately you realize it's two females. A little bit closer, uh, they are, you know how you ride a bike, you lean over? Yep. They both have like whatever shirts or jogging jackets they're wearing open, and there's some great cleavage there, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Joey, can because, you confirm that, that yeah. not only there was cleavage, but as it was great? Were, yeah. Right. I'll, I'll, I will confirm that. <laughs> and it, it just, I said... Is there cleavage that's not great? And to be perfectly honest, this sounds terrible. This is the pig that Toby Morelli is. He's not a hero or whatever. As soon as they passed, I said, Joey, there were four things that I just saw pass by. Oh, I said, wait a minute, six, because I looked at one of them an extra time. So that's not good. And my whole time, I was like, as soon as I saw two attractive ladies, I literally did think, my first thought was, I wish they were wiped off the earth and didn't exist <laughs> completely because I don't want to even go here. I Man, don't might want to. second thought. It's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. My first thought was, hello. 
But here's what I thought was so funny. It's just ridiculous. It's just something. I mean, here's the thing, too. I think anybody would have thought that, male or female. It's just, I mean, if there was wiener cleavage, you know, I would have looked at I'm it. I'm going to have to, well, I don't not necessarily know about that, but I will say that I do believe the female form, when it's a sexual way or something about it is eye-catching regardless of gender right. or sexuality in right. a way that other stuff is not. For Same instance, way plumber's crack is. Look, if I'm scrolling my Facebook feed on my laptop and my wife's sitting right. beside me in bed, if a just random image is on right. there that is a, a somebody, she's going to lock her right on it and right. say, who is that? What are you looking at? What? Yeah, what are you looking at? Right. She's right. going to know, She's gonna notice it. It's going to catch her eye instantly as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think the female body has captivated the entire world, both sexes, everything. Who's your new For blonde sure. friend? You friends with her? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, uh, selfie girl. What are you checking out yeah, selfie so, girl yeah. for? I don't know who she is. Anyway, so I literally was just like, uh, and Joey and I talked about. It. I was like, man, it just sucks. But what was really funny is these two girls passed, and I was thinking, fifteen or twenty years ago, that they just passed. Yeah. Joey and I were doing everything we could not to look at them. Like I told, to I told Toby look. that when I realized that it was two girls on on bikes, which required them to be leaned over <laughs> to drive them. <laughs> right. All I could think of was, I'm making a decision right now not to even look at them. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, I'm not going to look. <laughs> I'm, I'm just making a decision. Exist. Like, like it's like a danger zone. Right. I mean, it's almost similar to like I, I think that guy has a gun. So what like am I going to do? It wasn't even like, and that was the thing, man. Kind of like what you're saying, though. It's just something you notice. Like I didn't even think. Well, you're. I didn't even. I didn't. I really believe I, it wasn't. It, it's almost so ingrained. Like it wasn't. even You like are a genetically thought. programmed and culturally conditioned to to notice right. and look. Right. And that, it wasn't like I thought. Ooh, these girls sexual. Let me. It, it's just like, oh, there's wait. Yeah. There's cleavage there. What is that? Uh, oh, don't look at it. like this. Yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> and so it was funny though. I was thinking 15 or 20 years ago. Joey and I walking down the street would have done every possible thing we could to get them to look at us. Yeah, we'd have made jokes. Joey would have probably fallen on the ground, started pretending he's having a seizure (laughs) or something, and laughing and great with everything just to get to talk to him. And then, literally, a few years pass by, and I pray that they don't exist. (laughs) Like they don't that they didn't live here. They were they would move. They didn't anything I could to stay away from that. Yeah. I literally was just like, that sounds on. really silly. And people, there's definitely people that you think how repressed and silly right. can you get that exactly. you can't look at a woman. But let me make a, a decent argument on that right. would be just that the opposite. If that was true, then equally acceptable then would be for you to just walk over and put your head down and look, just stare at it. Everybody knows staring as is wrong is bad and wrong. Right. So, now what you're saying is it is okay to notice and like it. You just have to make sure it's kind of covered up or hidden or you do it sleekly. Or you shouldn't, you know, objectify or look at women in that way anyway. I suppose you can appreciate beauty, of course. But really, you can't just make the argument that that's a really repressed point of view because even anybody, even, I mean, ma- manners alone would dictate you sh- really shouldn't look more than just to notice. Right. Notice it. So It's just, right. it, it just sucks. Yeah. But 15 years ago, it would have been, yeah, you would have done anything you could but that'd have been the number one thing you'd want. That'd have been and the now, greatest thing. And now it's the, the, the exactly number one thing you do not. Exactly. You wish wasn't even there. Totally. Right. Yeah. All right. I mean, do you realize years will how, change a lot? Do you realize how much simpler the three of our lives would be if we never had to encounter anything? Which like is that a anymore? reasonable argument, as absurd as it sounds, for you know full female body covering like the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, I'll leave it there. I don't, I'm not actually advocating for it, but one of the one of the perks. I mean, that is why that exists. 
Right. I mean, that means that we're the pigs and we're the animals, and because of how shitty we are, right. like, of course, and that that is that is the truth. And we need men just need to learn to, how to understand and control what their cultural conditioning and genetic impulses are. But that's how you wind up with all the coverings in the middle. That's what that's about. It's about right. that it's exact so unfair, thing that you just though. said. Like, it's just so unfair. Like, why couldn't? I mean, sometimes I'm like, God, why didn't you make me a woman? Because it's. I mean, seriously, it's just unfair that they just pass by. They're just going for exercise. Right. <laughs> like, what if what if it was different? Like, I mean, seriously, what they would never go by. Oh God, here comes this guy's balls. Oh, <laughs> his ball. Damn it! Check out his balls. And, twice. and here's another. That's th- not gonna happen. Right. And here's another thing too: is you weren't thinking, okay, Jessica, or look at these girls. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it has nothing Very to do separate, with your yeah. marriage. It has nothing to do with your love for her. It has not. It's, it's just, just like a good, separate though. entity. It's just yeah. Not yeah. good. I have to be so like that's. It's almost exhausting because you're like, hey, wait, I gotta really think about this. It's just hold on, hold on, and I, I'm, those alarms are going off in my head because some people are coming by, and I want to be respectful. Yeah, I want to be a guy. Even those two ladies yeah. are like, man, I can yeah. be myself. And you around. do recognize right. this lame to make the argument. I can't help it. No. Or whatever, you know, but not to beat yourself up with guilt or whatever. But it's not right to just say, well, that's why women shouldn't wear it. You can't woman shame them for wearing what they were wearing, right? Like, you don't think there's anything wrong with what they were doing. Right. No, not at not, all. Right. They were exercising. So, yeah. You know so, what I mean? Have y'all ever, like, uh, cussed out loud to yourself just so irritated of the situation in that, like, just like, yeah. shit. Like, yeah. I'm minding my own business. I'm jogging. I'm listening to a podcast or music. I am exercising. I am doing something. Uh, uh, this has to enter, right? You know? yeah, I mean, this, this, this is my world, and and that had to. Yeah, it's just man, we are pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, just pieces of damn shit. Anyway, uh, a couple things kind of popped in my head. Uh, Matt's wife, when we were at the bar, um, Matt's wife, '90s music came on. Y'all remember? Did y'all hear her singing? Uh, yeah, every single she, song. Every single song she knew. Yeah, I asked her and, to shut and, up. And I had this thought, like, man, it's really crazy. Like when '90s music happened, I was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, there was like Nirvana, and then remember when everything kind of just dried all, all the grunge stuff, and it was gone. And then it was like this. The other late kind '90s of, was Sugar right, Ray, and right? Just, just rock was, music, right? It was seemed pretty crappy. Yeah, yeah. I d- I never would have thought that stuff. Like I would. Go, oh, okay, this is what it is now. Right. There's all kinds of stuff. Third Eye Blind was absolutely candy pop. Crap. Totally. Now they're respected, unbelievable. Right, and it, it was really crazy because when she was singing the songs, I was like, "Oh, I know this song. This like this song does this is good. Yeah, like it's it has a little bit of legendary quality to it. Like right. I, I would have never thought that. I would I would have thought, oh, oh, only the '80s or you know maybe Nirvana and stuff like that. All this other stuff's whatever. It's goo pop. That's whatever. And I mean Goo Goo Dolls or whatever. You know. And now I go, man, I love the '90s music, yeah. and it really gave me the thought of what will we right now like imagine the year is 2030 will you hear a song from 2015 and you go oh man i love that song i know every word is that gonna happen because like, i think the music i think the music in the last 10 years is almost just not even good and i'm part of it yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and you've been a professional musician for exactly 10 years right so. but i mean well, like well here's like, one especially thing, rock any yeah. kind of rock stuff i don't even know if it hardly exists anymore here's one thing this this really changed about the music scene is now we hear one song and we'll buy that song or we'll put it on Spotify and listen to it over right. and over and over. Back in the day, like when, when we were going to college, That's we would sell point. ourselves out to a CD and yeah, listen you didn't to have it over right. and over. I mean, Clarity spent weeks yeah. in my CD player. So it's just like totally different. It's like songs nowadays are written for the purpose of that one hit wonder. 
it seems like it just happened back then. But I mean, you guys are nah, artists. It was, it was similar, but you, the pr- point being with everybody's diverse taste and everybody listen to exactly what they want to, you're not exposed to as much stuff that you think is crap because you just kind of turn it off. Right. So it's not like there's a bunch of songs that you know and hate right now because you don't listen to stuff you hate. You don't have to anymore. Right. You used to kind of were prisoner to it. So there's some, but only maybe the Taylor Swifts and the stuff like that that you just can't avoid even if you try will, would maybe have that. Otherwise, it would be music that you always like, what you always like. But the bigger point would be, Yes, I do think people will be ultra nostalgic in 2030 about 2015, but I do believe those people are 15 years younger than you are today. I don't think you will. I think that that has a lot to do with your age in the 90s. Yeah, cuz you don't Oh, so people that are that are 15 to 25 now, right. We'll talk about 2015 oh, man, and that's being nostalgic. A great point, Whereas now, you yeah. will still be you'll still be nostalgic about the late 80s and 90s. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because my mom probably does know a Sugar Ray song or two. Right. But if something comes on from the 70s, it's not nostalgic. Oh, oh, I love this song. Like, that's a great song. It's the guy that you see that's, you know, 40 years old and he's wearing a Scorpion t shirt, Scorpion's t shirt cut right here. Right. You know what year that guy was 22 years old in. Right. You you can get, you know. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. He's got long hair still, it's curly, and he wears a Scorpion's t shirt. (laughs) You know, you know what age that guy has to be and had to be when winds of change and Rocky like a hurricane came out. But it, it is funny though. I mean, e- even even like gangster rap that we grew up in. Like, remember the it was it was your wedding actually. Remember when they were playing like uh, Snoop and Dre and all that stuff? Right. Yeah. Everybody was just so excited and like shouting the lyrics and all that stuff. I mean, it's just crazy. I being I, on an eighth grade field trip and literally listening to nothing but a G thing over and over yeah. and over and over. But that's the fact that you remember at that developmental time that makes it profound. Beyond that, and everybody has that a little bit. Beyond that, I would suggest that nos- nostalgia is almost like a, a weak, weaker minded thing. It's just kind of easy. No offense to Joey, who's only all about nostalgia right. in all facets yeah. of life. Right. So right. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I just said it. <laughs> I didn't mean that as a joke, but it came to me mid mid sentence. But I do think that nostalgia is a little bit of a of a. That's not a weak thing, but I think it's the common thing is nostalgia. Like that's the easy thing. It bonds us together. I think the harder stuff is to really think about now. And the, the even the less thing that I find bizarre is how little people like to look to the future. I think oh. that's a bit bizarre. I kind of like it. So I'm not advocating. I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm the good one or the best one. But I'm a little more entertained about the future than just talking about the past personally. But a lot of people just are not. They just don't. Actually, true. Usually, when you get together with people, you you're that you way. Know, yeah, I'm. I'm the same way. I like thinking about the future. But usually, when you get uh, maybe it's because we're it's just around the nostalgia. <laughs> or, yeah. Our one friend that just loves it no matter what. Remember. Remember, I mean, when we were at the bar, Joey, literally, we were talking about the future. Absolutely. And he said, Matt, check this out. The first time I met Bridget was was also (laughs) the first (laughs) one. I mean, and that's a long time. I mean, we were talking about the future. Right. You, what were we talking you, about of the future? I don't even remember. That's what it was. Well, you were saying yeah. something about the future well, itself. <laughs> well, there's a future. <laughs> I found this. It's really awesome. I think it's awesome for future, but especially maybe even present. It exists right now. They actually have come up with a sex toy that you, it's, one is, I guess they, it would be called a, a penis sleeve and then a, a vibrator, a dildo. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess a vibrator. Yeah, vibrator. And um, you can be thousands of miles apart from each other and you could like video chat and when you move your toy it moves theirs so like so it's like a drone dong yeah exactly drone dong is that the (laughs) brand name that should be it should be totally you're exactly right so like if 
your wife. This should only be done in the context of heterosexual marriage. (laughs) 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 But like you could do that. And I was like, man, that's amazing. Like, I mean, I'm away from my wife. I'm just, and, and I was like, hey, Jess, look at this. This we, I, I was like, man, isn't that just super crazy? Like, um, things that are happening in the future. I mean, what's going to be next? Technology. And I was like, I, I mean, I wasn't even really trying to go that that sexual with it. Like, we should buy it. And I was just like, man, technology. You were just so, discussing how, right. where we're going, where's the if future. If this is already this, here, yeah. what is next? I mean, what will be the future of stuff like 10, 15, 20 years ago? And she, and she was like, oh, the, yeah, look at that. That's true. She goes, um, now you're going to pick up Ruby from school tomorrow, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She just couldn't you go there. spend time in that theoretical realm and the thinking and the dreaming, and you do, right? I mean, I, and I, you do too. I'm tell, I, yeah. I definitely do. I mean, it's all sex robots. That's all I think about. I no, know. but the future and stuff like that. I, I, I mean, I it just just because of entertainment, I'm not really trying to accomplish anything. But to me, that's much more valuable because it's ex- your thinking, your thought, your experimenting is going to have an impact in the future, or whatever. So, I mean, dwelling on the past seems lazier or something to me. But I mean, it's not. I'm not trying to do. It. It's just my natural thing. But I noticed that that is kind of a minority. So I'm saying the common man is a more a nostalgia machine but it's worked out good for our 10-year question tour it's worked out good for our 10-year weeks in tour True. i'm all about the nostalgia we've done you some know. good nostalgia I, business. A, I <laughs> we might be in the nostalgia do you remember business. back at episode 12 of this podcast <laughs> you're right i didn't think about that a lot of the conversations i have now it used to be oh man your new records now a lot of conversations first time i saw you i was 12 years old <laughs> and then they're we there are with, their, the they're there with their baby yeah, and their, their husband or wife and i'm like oh my lord and you know it's really hilarious that that changed but yeah we are in the nostalgia business for sure and that's good for you joey you love it you probably remember more about my life than i do hey, you, and that's what's good having the, you around is like a real memory bank joey's looking more forward to episode 1005 he was looking forward to episode five because he could imagine being at episode 1005 so he could look back on episode five when we're yes. doing the podcast. That's <laughs> well, his long goal is to make stuff that he can reminisce about later. Yeah. Well, Not Joe, to make it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's mind just goes there. It's, it's like so fresh in his mind. Like, I can't hardly remember anything. That's why I know we're probably not supposed to announce this yet. But our friend Aaron Lunsford is writing a book about Emory. Can I talk about this or not? I mean, we don't even have a deal done yet, but probably we'll work it out. We're, we're, Lunsford's going to write a book about Emory, well, it looks like. Okay. Lunsford's going to write a book about Emory. Basically, uh, you know, his take. It's not like us. It's like we yeah. don't, we're not. <laughs> it's going to be. And what's really cool is I'm excited to read it because I don't remember. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I know. <laughs> it, it'll be real fun. It's going to be like a, just watching, w- w- reading a book for the first time. Like it's gonna, I'm the, really excited to, to read it because I think it's going to be so funny because a lot of stuff. Go, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, wow, man. That's it really. Oh, yeah. I do think that did. Happen. All right. Cool. That's going to be great for me. My memory's shot. It's gone. Do you remember any of your elementary school teachers? Who, elementary. Miss Utsi. Miss right. Brown. Let's see. Miss Yusey was my kindergarten teacher. Miss Brown was my second grade teacher. Uh, okay, no, so no, that's not right. Some. I actually don't remember. My, well, second grade was real weird. Um, this seriously happened in second grade. Uh, first grade, yeah, first grade was Miss Brown. Second grade, um, I was there at school, some, uh, everything, and I get, it's just like in the middle of the year, just a regular day, I get a early dismissal. I was like, ooh, early dismissal, fun. My parents are here to pick me up. This is cool. Um, I walk out 
Uh, my mom's there in the office. She, we walk out and we get into a van with all of our, like half of our furniture loaded in this van <laughs> and we drive and I live in Orangeburg, South Carolina for the rest of the school year. My parents are split up oh <laughs> right gosh. in the middle. And I'm just saying, going, Ooh, cool. I, I remember sitting in like one of our recliner chairs or something all the way to Orangeburg for three hours. And my uncle was driving. I was like, Oh, uncle Fred. I think it was uncle Fred. How's, how's it going, man? He was like, Oh, good, good. You know, and I'm, I mean, I was a t- in second grade, but. And that's so that happened. So I don't remember that teacher's name, but I remember the girl that I like named Jennifer Prince that's in second good. grade. But yeah, she sounds hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not the hugest on nostalgia, you know that. But I don't like I said, it's okay with me. But let me tell you something I'm not okay with at all. I've said it before: birthdays. <laughs> birthdays. Are You've not, always said this. I have. I've been consistent with it. So I got a birthday story for you guys. It was nice the other day, but uh, so. Aaron and Karina Sprinkle were out in Seattle recently, right? The last week, and so it was Karina's birthday while we were there, and so we'd been on tour, so I didn't get to see Aaron while he was there any. And Karina says, "Hey, it's my birthday. We're gonna get together." Blah blah blah. It's like, okay, definitely, we'll we'll do that. So it it, it was fine that we got to do. It. I'm glad I got to see him. But so Karina booked a place to go for her birthday, and I got to go hang out with them, see them. So that was good. I got to see Matt McDonald and Christy McDonald were there, you know, so that was good. Yeah. But the problem with the birthdays is they put the burden on on the guests, and maybe that's the way it should be. I don't <laughs> think that it should be. So we, I just simply wanted to see Karina. Fine with wishing her happy birthday. I wanted to see Aaron. But we go to a place, find the address, go to it. And sure enough, we're at a restaurant that's fancier than my taste would dictate. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and, and it's awkward because you you got a bunch of adult people that don't necessarily know each other there. And you can't, we, if you ever tried to go sit at a dinner table with a bunch of, a big group of people, larger than six or eight, you're simply isolated from certain people anyway. Right. So I didn't sit with Aaron and Karina or even at the same table. So me and Bridget and Matt and Christy McDonald sat at a separate table. You didn't get to sit with them? No, it was just like it was a, it was a private room with some separate tables and right. stuff it was big and they were and it was a big long table and then some booths. So we just did the just said, all right, let's just go do a booth instead of try to squeeze in there or whatever. And then we look at the menu, everything's twenty and thirty bucks and there's drinks. And so we, I got to see Aaron and Karina for a few minutes along with everybody else. Right. And spend seventy dollars or eighty dollars just for that. Right. So not good. Right. No, it's not good. But oh. and it's because it's her birthday. Right. Oh, and it's your birthday. So you pick the place, and we're all going to go go-karting together. How much is that going to cost me? Right. We didn't go go-karting, but that's the type. People go, it's my birthday, so I want to do X, Y, and Z. Most likely, somebody else is going to pay for it for you. Me, probably. Right. Apart, you know, we got to chip in on the bill, buy you a drink, and we got to do our stuff, and you know, it gets dictated where you go. That's, that's putting other people out. I mean, I'm not really complaining to them if they hear this. That's rude, but I'm just making the point. I'm glad I got to see them and everything. Right. But that's what that's what happened to us. Now, there, some of the waiters and staff at the nice restaurant, however, thought it was awesome, found me, said how much they loved the podcast. Some um, Somebody else said, oh, dude, and Shallow Seas, my favorite record. One of, somebody <laughs> else that worked there was like, yeah, this is good. You know, it's Aaron over here at Sprinkles that recorded about lost his mind. Oh, and it was gosh. some Tyson from Tooth and Nail was there, Matt McDonald's there. So there was yeah. two or three people that worked there was like, I can't believe it. Like another person that said, all my favorite people are in the same room. You know, so the party. So it was nice. It, it was really fun. But birthdays irritate me because it's presumptuous about how special it is. Right. So I thought I would use science to prove how not special birthdays are. Let's do it. Let's do it. Astrophysics, chemistry, cellular biology, mathematics, gravitation, Electromagnetism, evolution, 
And now it's time for Science Lessons for Christians. Because when it comes to science, Christians are stupid. So obviously, mathematically, they're 1 in 365. Right. So you should kind of be able to understand that ain't special. So if you go, let's say you go to Emory Show and 365 people are paid, somebody there has your birthday. Right. You, you can be almost sure of that. But what people don't realize is that in, check this out, in a crowd of 23 people, there is a greater than 50% chance that two people in that room share a birthday. Lord. Dang. Really? Yes. This is, this is known as the birthday paradox or the birthday problem. But if there's 23 people in, in the room, it's over 50% chance that two of those people have the same birthday. That does not even make sense. So I've, the percentages break down like this. If there's five people in a room, there's 2.7% chance that somebody shares a birthday. And when you get to 20, there's 41% chance. At 23, it just goes over 50. At 60 people in a room, there's a 99% chance that two p- people have the same birthday in that room of 60 people. And then at 70, it's a, by 70 people, it's 99.9. And then it just it's, wow. stays up in .999s all the way to any amount. The only time it gets to be a, a 100 is, uh, I think, at 223 or something like that. It winds up to be uh, – there's some number – where it winds up to be 100%. I'm not sure if that's 365 or less. But the reason that is is because you're thinking of it selfishly. You're thinking of it as my, somebody shares my birthday. But it's not necessarily an individual's birthday. It's that any two people share a birthday. So the first person in the room, 23 people are there. There's 22 possible matches for them. And then the next person, so if, even if it's not them, the next person has a 22 possible matches because they've already been compared to the first one. And right. then the next person, oh, so it's not them. The next person still has 21, 20, 20 possible matches, right. then 19 possible, then 18 right. possible, all right. the way down. So each person has a possibility. So the odds of that are 23 plus 22 plus 21 plus 20 plus 19 all the way down. So it is actually very likely in even That's tiny, crazy. small groups. So it's not that special. So don't get so worked up about your birthdays, right. people. So if, if you want to know about your very same birthday, if you, if you have like 250-something people, then it's, even at that point, it's likely that somebody shares your birthday. Right. So it's just not, it's not a miracle to have a birthday match. You just shouldn't think it's, it's, that, it's that big of a deal. I think what's funny is when people think it's such a big deal, they call it their birthday week. Oh, yeah. don't even get me started. <laughs> hey, starting my birthday week. That's terrible. I mean, what in the world is it's that so supposed to be? Well... If my birthday's on Thursday, I ride that sucker out till Sunday. That's wrong. Sure. It's so wrong. You're, all, you're already taxing those around you by having us indulge your birthday. But now, here's the thing. I, you know me. I'm cheap, so I don't care. I don't care about presents or anything. I'd love it if just somebody brings some light beer and we just hang out and talk. I don't. I would never want people to have to bring presents or uh, you have to do anything. In fact, it almost seems like what you should do is hey, like you should buy the beer. Yeah, Sarah Eller and Michael Eller when they they share a birthday, basically yeah. with, like, right really close to each other. They have a party and provide stuff. That's what they you should just do. Come. And don't try to get presents. I, people, all, everybody's like, right. I don't care about the presents, I care about the people. But just then you put the, you do the thing. Now, think about right. this. If you have 24 good friends, that's like two a month of birthday obligations. Yeah. Now, if you just one time a year have your birthday and you celebrate by putting out three or $400 even, then even if you spent $200 to present other people with your birthday because you want to celebrate it, yeah. and then everybody did the same, then you would have... Guess what? 23 kick-ass parties to go to where you didn't have to pay for anything the rest of the year if everybody reciprocated. Instead of doing this, getting the $70 dinner here, buying the birthday present for that person, everybody would benefit if they would put 
them outwardly celebrating their birthday instead of incoming, I'm important, I'm special. Yeah. Think about it. We I just agree. flip it and everybody would benefit because you'd have, oh, I have 24 friends. That means I'm going to get treated tw- twice a month. Well, I apologize to the people I invited to my more birthday you party at, at a Mexican restaurant. It was cheap, but still, you know, I didn't pay for their meal. But you would. Bastards. You would if everybody else would reciprocate <laughs> <Sick> that. bastard. <laughs> so, that's, that's all I got for that. So thank you for indulging me. Happy birthday, Karen. I'm glad I got to see you, Aaron. I love you guys. It's <laughs> kind of a sad podcast. Like your birthday doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. And celebrate something else. I wonder if we, I, be, I guess you could mathematically fi- figure out there's like 7 billion people in the world. A lot of them, like my birthday is March 22nd. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah, but it's you're not celebrating that birthday. date. You're celebrating that person. Okay, whatever. Cele- it's 1776. We're celebrating our country. You know, it's just an anniversary. Anniversary of your marriage. But I definitely see the point as far as the date is pretty insignificant. But that person, one day out of the year, you're special. But you said that you take advantage of the whole weekend. I definitely, for that day, I feel like... I want to do what I want to do. If you're going to be selfish about your birthday. I want to do what I don't want to do. You allow yourself kids, any scene. Leave me alone. <laughs> advice that day, right? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. If, if you're going to be serious and you still want to be, be selfish on your birthday, I ask that you limit it to a 24-hour period. And if you want to start at midnight, fine. But that means you're ending the next night at midnight. Yeah. It's a day. Pretty so you much, can't say, oh, it's after midnight. If so, you, your ass better knock it off at midnight the next night. You can't be out <laughs> till 2 or 3 the next night if you, if you start midnight the night before. <laughs> You yeah, don't get true. a day and night. You don't get more than 20. You could, I don't care where you pick the 24 hours, but don't go over. Is Bridget big into her birthday? Oh, she, yeah, she loves it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you treat her well? No. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> Not only, Worse than that, she loves my birthday. So yeah. that's about her, too. Yeah, she wants to do this, or even if we throw a party, or she wants me to be really excited about something she does, or whatever. I don't care, Priscilla. Uh, you know, you were at my last party when I walked in depressed. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's I'm not the only one that, that would say that. If you think about it honestly, you realize even your own birthday is often your wife is more is more about her a lot of times. I'm not the only, I'm not the only one like that. She's disappointed if I don't want to do something because yeah. she wants to do something. Yeah, it's still about her. Yeah, I don't know. It may be because she cares about you so much. Mm-mm. Don't I don't buy that for a second. She loves that party. <laughs> she just loves that party. Speaking of birthdays, you're almost forty. Your next not birthday. For a long time. I'm not almost. I got months, months, a, a long, many amount of months. And I'm gonna <laughs> look great when it happens. You guys, Joey, you actually said during the Clemson game, you're gonna have to drink some beer. And I was like, no, not. But my pastor tried, said I would have to drink a beverage. Not going to. <laughs> All right, let's take a break, and we'll we'll be right back. We're going to have Billy Power, our good friend, podcast editor, podcaster himself, Billy Power from Urban Achiever, just going to check in, just going to give us a quick check-in. We'll be right back. All right, guys. In today's world, you know what's king? Cash, baby. Cash, Cash always, all baby. the time. I love having cash. And then we have do got... Do you love cash? I do. Yeah. but here's the thing uh when you need money there is a little thing called interest and it is high it means you have to pay back more than you borrowed and it's crazy so instead of getting stuck with high interest rate credit cards i'm gonna tell you guys about a place called prosper.com prosper is an online marketplace and it connects people who need money with those who want to invest and you know who they want to invest in who you Ooh. You, my friend. I like that. It's kind of like Uber or Airbnb for borrowing money, uh, uh, okay. which is really cool. You can use Prosper to borrow up to $35,000 in as few as five days. And with Prosper.com, you can borrow money for just about anything you want. You can pay off 
high interest rate credit cards. You can fix up your house or plan a vacation. Basically, do anything. It's your money. Yeah. Prosper.com is a better way to get cash that you need at a low interest rate. Let me say that again. Low. These other credit cards, these other people lending you money, they ain't about the low. Yeah, watch Prosper out. is. To check out your low rate instantly without affecting your good credit, go to prosper.com forward slash bad Christian. For up to $35,000 in your account in as few as five days, go to prosper.com forward slash bad Christian. One more time, prosper.com forward slash bad Christian. Other restrictions apply. See the site for program and visa prepaid card details. All personal loans are made by WebBank, a Utah chartered industrial bank. Member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. In case you somehow missed Tooth & Nail's Black Friday sales that they had going on, good news for you. They have some great December sales still going on the Tooth & Nail, Solid State, and BEC stores through the end of the year. For Christmas, for personal use, whatever. All their digital albums, all of them, are $4.99. That's every release from your favorite bands like, you know, you guys like what? August Burns Red, Amberlynn, Norma Jean, Fit for a King, all that stuff. Everything, four ninety nine. So pick up the records you missed from this this year or last. Uh, they also got a bunch, they also got a bunch of vinyl bundles of various releases on sale and two never before released titles. And that's the Modern Post released a ten inch Christmas EP called The Lowborn King in four colors. And you can also get a ten year anniversary first pressing of Demon Hunters The Triptych in three various vinyl colors and all this is going on right now at toothandnail.merchline.com solidstate.merchline.com and becrecordings.merchline.com hey look you can see everybody billy as right. you can tell we gave joey the couch <laughs> we knew there was no chance there wasn't going to be any other option so why I, not just give it I, in I thought for sure he'd be sitting there with like a pizza box on his stomach or something, but nope. But I'm about to lounge soon. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Billy from editing the podcast. Do you can you diagnose any of Joey's uh, the way he lounges or his mic inefficiencies or anything like that? Well, there is something weird. The one that I'm working on uh, today for tomorrow is I'm trying to figure out how with him and Toby in the same room, how Toby's just could not be louder. And then yeah. he could not be quieter. I know. It's <laughs> Toby's mixing. It's, I have like, my mouth on my microphone the same exact way. Every I am looking time. at you. You are demonstrating a very uh, good mic technique there. That's how so. I do it every single time. So <laughs> can't be on me. Well, I definitely get excited when we do the podcast. So I probably talk louder. Toby and is Joey, louder. you cannot. I mean, he he just talks very soft in the sound check, and so then. Uh, or or he, no, talks, he talks real loud. He talks really loud. Thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then uh and then he doesn't talk that loud at all when he does the thing. So then it's too low. So huh. I should. I'll turn. I'll turn huh. it up. And on my meter, they look the same. They really do. But sure. I don't know. But well, yeah, you're probably right. separate. I'm tracks. glad you told me that. Separate tracks might be a one way to fix it. We'll get. All we'll I know try is to get that, that no nobody gets louder than Toby when <laughs> yeah. he gets excited. Well, that's <laughs> in real life too. That's though. definitely in real that's life real too. Life. I have to put a special limiter on him just to keep him get the ceiling down there. Everybody has one gift. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then toby also sometimes there's no question in his question he'll talk for about three minutes and you're like okay i think there's going to be a question in here it, almost to the point of like in the aaron weiss one even aaron was like now i'm not sure what so nice like i yeah. cannot be nicer he's like is there a, like a question in there i wasn't really sure what you're i'll try to respond on what you're saying i don't know yeah that's it's usually like three minutes of vague 
attempt to make a personal connection and identify with the person, right. followed by a disjunct half sentence yeah. question. His heart's in the right place. He's very <laughs> empathetic. Yes, right. right. Like he, he, he'll Better, be quiet yeah. for a long time, and then he goes, ah, you hey, know? and then he just pops in with a really long <laughs> straw attempt to identify or get the other guy to latch on to something. And then yeah. eventually, uh, so it, anything going on with you? <laughs> Some- Something happened for the first time that I've ever noticed, and that was that Joey uh, made a joke that neither Matt nor Toby acknowledged in any way except with total <laughs> silence. I was talking about some guy in the military that went to your church and about how yeah. he, he uh, got let go because he wouldn't address Joey as pastor. And then yeah. like it was just dead silent. <laughs> There's no laughing. They do that to me a lot. They do that to me a lot. Did you leave that in or did you take it out? No, I took it out because it was so weird. It was like yeah, it was he weird. clearly made a joke, but no one did anything. <laughs> I kind of figured that would either – one of two things happens when you do that. Either that would be a cue to take it out because let it fall flat. So it'll just – because I, I didn't think – I thought it was super weird what he did. Not, not oh. even like a courtesy <laughs> chuckle. Not even no, like, no, because, the, no, like because if you gave a courtesy chuckle, one of two things would happen. It would either validate it like I thought it was funny and it might get left in which it didn't want in the first place. <laughs> or if it totally bombs, at least it's acknowledged in real – you know, at least people could see, oh – you know that that's what that is i think my i think my favorite thing is when matt just gives in and lets me finish what i'm saying and then says okay yes good and then he moves on <laughs> sometimes you gotta i mean you, a lot of times with joey what you're doing is attempting to distract like trying to derail what is happening no that that's how that's how catastrophic i am just naturally because <laughs> i'm not trying <laughs> Hey, uh, is there anything that I could ever say off air that would make you think Joey's a horrible person? Who's the guy that represented Tim Lambesis, or who, who's his agent? The guy that we interviewed? It was Downey, Ryan Downey. Okay, Ryan Downey. do y'all remember that time when I didn't know Downey was on and I said a career-ending something? Right. I mean, it was the most horrible thing possible that I would only say in front of you guys, basically. And I was like, oh, crap. Ryan, are you on there? He was like, yep. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. And he immediately was just like, fine, and said, dude, if everything that I've said off air was recorded, you know, it would be the worst thing ever. But <laughs> I think people are starting to realize that, though, right? Like, I think you're going to, I think uh, political, correct, correct, political correctness has gotten so crazy that at some point people are just going to be like, oh, man, I just would rather say something. And then what's going to change is intent. Don't you think? Like, intent, like, if you actually said something crazy around your friends, your intent is to be funny, not to be mean or hateful or whatever you know i mean of course we've all said something about some girl some dude whatever it might be around our friends that we would never want to say or want them to hear right so there is joking or is that actually i mean should you have never said what you said right i don't know i mean a lot of people i never say anything off color about (laughs) anyone ever a lot of people would say whatever (laughs) jokes come out is a reflection of like what's in our heart Sort of thing. Well, so. it, it partly is true. Billy, you told me the other day that you've gotten to where you don't really edit your show anymore for content. So, yeah, not too much. What, but is I'm there trying. stuff in there? If you, sometimes you misspeak and want to take it out or say something super off color or what? I, I mean, I usually err on taking myself out in general. That's sort of like my only editing rule is like, here, how can I take myself out of here as much as possible. <laughs> Sometimes I just get comfortable and I get talking and I, and I realize like, I'm just like, I was interviewing Sean O'Donnell and I hadn't seen him in a really, really long time. And he had recently moved to New Jersey. And I was like, 
re- recommending restaurants and shit. And I'm just like, no one's going to be interested. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. That's right. That's, that's good. That's good to learn that. Trying to record a show here. Like, oh, you should listen to this podcast. It's really good. I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so I, I try to take out all that. Is that the stuff. same if we talk about our local sports team? Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I think it's just sports team in general, right? Yeah, Gamecocks talk really. My chin's on the desk. I got to really try to drink a lot of coffee. Well, well, Billy, who have you interviewed before? Do you get them sometimes where you say you want to take yourself out and make the guest featured and stuff? But what what do you do when you have a dud guest though, like somebody you don't have a good rapport with or stuff like that? How do you handle it? Well, I haven't. To be honest, I really have been very particular about who I've been picking, and I've been picking people that I do have like a good rapport. So I've I've kind of kept it like safe in that regard. You haven't ever interviewed anybody you don't know? Um, yeah, I mean, I've like uh, Chris Rowe from the Ataris I interviewed. That was like a little nerve wracking, um, but he was like a talker. So it didn't yeah, really matter. Yeah, like we were sure. literally on the street walking around Hoboken with like my <laughs> recorder in the bag, like with like dogs <laughs> walking. And I almost like walked out into traffic. Like he stopped me from getting hit by a car. He's like, oh, look out, dude. I'm not good at multitasking. <laughs> I didn't so. listen to that one. That's a good idea because with the recorder you have same one we use you can walk around on battery power and have and still have 58s and carry them around yeah exactly yeah, yeah well we were at maxwell's in hoboken which is a really tiny venue and there was really nowhere we could go to get away from like noise yeah uh, so he's like hey it's nice out let's just walk down to the hudson river so we we're just like basically standing outside by the river people are looking at us like what are you guys doing <laughs> dude hilarious. you and uh you and tess wiley had a really cool chemistry do y'all go way back uh yeah i know tess from way back in the day for sure yeah, yeah. Do you know uh, that's actually Gabe Wiley's sister, the drummer of Mineral? Oh, right? really? Yeah. So you yeah. guys talking about old Mineral stuff? I was like, man, that is that's pretty classic. That was a funny call, technical wise, because she's in Germany. Yeah. And um, she, we couldn't really record the call, so she used the voice memo thing on her iPhone to record her end of the call. Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. The technical side of podcasting is what's so scary because there are definite times where. You ha- you're relying on the other person to record yep. their end or whatever it might be. Like Joey, with oh, Pastor with No Answers, just, just what was that, two nights ago, we recorded this whole podcast, and at the end, my computer is just frozen with a pinwheel just spinning. <laughs> and, you <laughs> or, had, and you had the only... Right, that's it. Was yeah. it. Joey's, Joey's, uh, Joey and my audio, only one there. We're just sitting there, and I was like, oh, and Joey's like, oh, it's, man, it's over. We're not going to get it. <laughs> and, and I was you, like, I was like hold it. on, I can fix it, I can fix it. I closed a couple things, did a couple things, and all of a sudden it saved, obviously. And it but was it could have okay. crashed and lost yeah, just but it's, as easy. The, what a crazy time to live when seriously I'm stand, standing in my garage and I'm panicking a little bit that I wasn't, my voice wasn't recorded talking. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wasn't recorded conversation. And that you're terrified of a rainbow pinwheel on right. the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, uh, Matt, I, don't, I didn't tell you this. Uh, there's a guy that, was on, that we recorded a full episode with on Pastor with No Answers, a full episode. I mean, a good hour. And he he said, I, I was supposed to record. I didn't. I didn't record. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then the email. I looked over the email and it said to record. It's super nice guy too. And I was like, oh my gosh. It's like okay. And I actually gave him another chance, and we made jokes about it. About you're going to record this time and everything. So you lost that whole time lost of everything. Lost the whole thing. I mean, and so we did a full other episode 
And after the call, he said, hey, I'm supposed to do a local recording. He said, I was using the, the, the recording thing on Source Connect. We we're like, no, just, just your local recording. He said, hey, no worries, though. I got the whole thing recorded. I've got all this awesome equipment. and So, I've got, so we're like, okay, well, we're depending on that audio because he said that he recorded all. It was the worst sound quality ever. And so I just basically had to say, dude, we, we cannot use you. I mean, that, that was like seriously three hours just totally. Yeah. So you did twice with him and lost both. Yes. Oh my yes. Gosh. Well, the, the second time we actually extracted his audio from his recording, but it was just horrible. It, yep. you, you probably heard the episode and you're just like, dude, this is the worst audio ever. But yeah, it's, it's crazy depending on other people for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. when they set the phone down and don't hang it up. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was almost too funny all the way that unfolded. It wasn't that wasn't set up or anything. It's just funny getting in of it, funny getting out of it. But that's exactly the way it is. I'm glad we captured the, both of those things on that episode. So, so Billy, you get into the Christmas spirit and everything with your Santa hat. Do you love yeah, Christmas music and Christmas <laughs> food yeah, you have and a all that Christmas stuff? scene behind you? Yep, I do. <laughs> I lit my tree up for you guys. I wanted to really get you all in the spirit. Do you have a favorite uh, Christmas album or artist like Gene Autry or Andy Williams or any of those classics? Um, God, I can't remember this girl's name, so that sucks. Uh, she's actually from Seattle and friends with Damian Gerardo. Rosie. Oh, Rosie Thomas. I just picked that up. Yeah, I love Christmas. I wish it was Christmas time all year. That song is like my Christmas jam. Yeah, that that's awesome. really cool. I just picked that CD up. Yeah, who who makes a remake of the Alvin the Chipmunks song? I don't <laughs> is know. that the song you're talking about? I, I'm I'm not sure. I don't know. It's it's just got that like old timey Motown Christmas, fun kind Christmas of yeah. Christmas yeah. time. She sings yeah. that one. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Christmas music. And Joey and I were kind of debating about this the other day. I I'm one of those people that I don't I play it all year long. Like really? it, yeah, it just does not. I, hate I it. mean, I, I, I can't do it. I love it. I mean, I I promise you. In July, there's there's been tons of times where we're on tour in July and everybody leaves the bus and I'll just play some Christmas music because I just like it. It 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 feels so comforting. It's like yeah. the most comforting. It, and here's why. I think it reflects my laziness huh. because at around Christmas time, and this is the worst part about working at church. It's the busiest time. Yeah. Right. But up until I worked at church. The year's ending. Ah, what does it matter? Yeah. Just chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? <laughs> right. You know, you got these two holidays right in a row. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Is and totally I just like, I mean, like, I used to seriously that that was always you go home, you're done with exams or whatever right. it might be, and it is seriously chill. Don't th- worry about a thing. And I think that's why it, it kind of just comforts me that way. Like, oh, everything's okay. Yeah, I think I love Christmas so much. I don't want to hear Christmas music if it's not in the Christmas season. And that's why I was. Uh, I told Toby. I mean, I can enjoy Christmas music the night of Christmas, and that's it. The next day, I'm done. But I'll start listening to it November 1st easily. So, Matt, you don't listen to any, do you? Yeah, I mean, I listen to it at the Christmas season, but it's, it bugs me to think about. I'm trying to think about it as y'all are talking about it, and here's my assessment. Um, I don't. People always think, oh, it sounds like Christmas music, but that's that's not actually true. There's no chord progressions or anything right. that are Christmas. You could put sleigh bells in it. It's really, it's really the, li- the lyrics or whatever part of it if you say saying things about you know sleigh bells and stuff like that but really it's those it's just the repetition of the songs just like you said that that helps me identify it's always bugged me how to quantify what makes a christmas song but the reason you have such a positive association is the only times that you hear it are fun times relaxed times and lazy times so you'd be at the like maybe out looking at decorations or cooking around the house at thanksgiving and christmas so it's just reinforcement of hearing those same songs 
at that time. But if you took the songs, there's nothing inherently different about the song. So, for instance, if you change the lyrics to every single song, it would not sound like a Christmas song. Uh, yeah, you're right. It wouldn't. I mean, you could take Andy Williams' Christmas and make all the all the lyrics about, uh, you know, traveling in Europe in the summertime. <laughs> well, here's yeah. what's, and it would, it, well, would, it, would it would be it wouldn't sound like a Christmas song. Well, here's that's what's why crazy. Well, people who write lyrics are the most powerful people in the world. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank, yeah. You. Yeah. absolutely. Thank, Thank you. Absolutely. When I hear Andy Williams' change voice, every, any song. When I hear Andy Williams' voice, it doesn't have to be his Christmas music. Sounds like Christmas music to me. No, that's the only time same I've as ever, Sinatra ever. or anything else. That is <laughs> okay. I, I stumbled upon something to speak in lyrically. Um, I know this sounds crazy. It's not a. It's not a conspiracy theory, but I, it's an influence. Um, oh, holy night! I think that song. I wanted to find out how long ago it had been written, but don't you think it was probably at least early 1900s? Oh, holy night! I love that song. It's a good question. It's, it's, it's probably a, at least that. Yeah. Okay. I think that that song was a big influence on Tolkien writing Lord of the Rings. I know huh. that sounds crazy, but it, like if you listen to something like "Long Lay the World in Sin and Error Pining yeah. until He Appeared yeah. and the uh, Soul Felt Its Worth," I mean the lyrics are really kind of dark. When was Tolkien? Like, uh, well, I think he wrote uh, Lord of the Rings. What, eight, like fifties or sixties? Is that not right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've got that. I've got here that the "Oh Holy Night" was written by Adolf Adam in 1847. Huh. So, Billy, so, yeah. but before we wrap this call up, man, you you are one yeah, busy. Hey, thank you, Joey, for moving around, man. <laughs> You're one busy. We dude, know you'll man. edit this, Billy, but I, I mean, I thought that was really awesome. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm ruined forever now doing your guys' thing because uh, all I'm thinking the whole time is, well, this is going to be fun to edit. <laughs> I can't even be a guest now because I just want to be quiet and not say anything. If I talk while they're talking, I'm going to have to take that That's out. Right. And he's talking while he's talking. It ruins Son it. Of a bitch. Yes. Finally, finally, somebody feels my pain. I, I, on the other hand, am having a great time. <laughs> just keep talking. <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> yeah, you go, you go. No, but. After, after Toby says what he wants to say, if he still wants to say it, I want to know all the stuff that you're working on now. So you're working on uh, Bad Christian, Mark Solomon stuff, your stuff. Um, who's it? Mike? Mike Lewis. Mike Lewis. Mike hold Lewis. that. Hold that, Billy. Hold that. After thought. Toby's done right. still. Okay. Now go ahead, Toby. Now back to Toby. I apologize. So error pioneer. Toby, will you yeah. forgive yeah. me? So isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joey, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so tell us all the shows that you're doing, Billy, because you're doing a great job with them. And what I really, we obviously, like I've told you before with music and podcasting, you're doing something really similar. And that's doing a bunch of hard work on stuff that you just like and believe in, regardless of what, if it's, you know, regardless of the audience size or dollars or anything like that. You're doing stuff because you like it. It's super credible, super cool stuff. So, but tell us the, the podcast that you're working on. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so I just do my show once a week uh, when I have a show. Um, and then, uh, two episodes of your guys show week now. And then Mark's, um, Mark's been on the NASCAR tour with the, he does the never was podcast and he's been out, um, doing filming, uh, stuff and working to a camera and boom operating and all that stuff. But he's home now. We have about five or six shows in the can for him that Sweet. be done. And then, uh, Brandon Reich from, uh, dead poetic mm -hmm. is doing a graphic, uh, design. Really? Yeah. Yeah, called the graphic sound. That's awesome, and that's probably going to start coming out in January. So we're in like pre-production stuff for that. He has like three episodes done so far, 
And then um, Joel Eastlick, who's a local Brooklyn coffee roaster guy here, I'm going to help him. He's going to do like a once a month kind of coffee podcast, just kind of talking about more like a marketing type thing for his company and just talking about different roasts and, you know, talking to different coffee people. So No, and Mike Lewis too. What's Mike's? Uh, Mike's is giving his believing, but um, he just does it on his own. I just, you know, I like to help that guy out just promoting. I put his thing on my show just to help him out because he's my bro. He's self-contained. Yeah, Mike does. Mike's from Puller and for love not lisa and he works at our he is the guy that owns the warehouse and merch company distribution where all of our stuff ships out of in nashville mike's super yeah. cool he's awesome his show's really really great i like he's talking to people in haiti that are doing a lot of cool like charity work and and uh, i think a lot of times and you guys have even talked about stuff like this it's hard to know like where to give money or who's doing stuff or what's the right thing and i, I love that he just talks to these people that are actually doing the stuff on the ground and you get a really first person perspective on just people doing good stuff to make a difference and i find it 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 comes out every friday and it's just like always encouraging to me and and uh just cool to hear what other people are doing for sure awesome one more thing i want to do that toby and joey are going to like here uh is tell (laughs) me talk uh, about old tooth and nail albums close very close this is for you Tell me what you told me, who, who's coming to town, who you're hanging out with this week. Santa. <laughs> Santa. That's right. Yeah. Um, on, well, Mark's coming into town tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow. Tuesday. He'll be here Tuesday. And then uh, Mike Lewis is coming on Friday. And Bruce Fitzhugh from Living Sacrifice. And we're going to do like a triple cast in the city. We, he, we rented some office space. Oh, man. So Mike awesome. and Bruce. Oh, that's and pretty that cool. Mark so and Billy all hanging out in oh. New York together this weekend. Yeah, we're awesome? gonna go to dinner and all that stuff. So with the wives and everything. Yeah, they're yeah, wives are coming. That sounds awesome. Uh, Mike's wife, my wife will be there. We're staying at the same hotel and we're gonna go out to dinner and just chill and then do a whole day of just recording while That's the ladies awesome, dude. their thing. So. Oh man, dude, that sound, like that. What's really cool about that is thinking about me. 10, 15, 20 years ago, and if I would have known that and could have maybe just sat in that room, like what that would have, right. like how cool I would have thought that was. <laughs> Seriously, you know what I mean? Like that, that would have meant this is insane. I would yeah. have lost my mind. Yeah, it's so funny. Yesterday, uh, when I when I said, when I was telling you the people that we were going to be talking to today, you just kind of shook your head and you're just like, so weird that like Mark Solomon's really into what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, just listening to these, all these dudes that bands I know, that I listen to. All these to, guys we like, looked Whoa. up to and stuff. I mean, saw the I shows have, and stuff. It's, it's funny. I have uh, the like reverse thing. Like I just had Dusty Redman. You guys, you yeah, know yeah. that guy, right? Yeah. I just had him on uh, the show yesterday, and it's always weird when I when they're like, "Yeah, man, when that strong arm record came out, or like whatever," and I'm just like, uh, "Okay, like I don't even know what to say." <laughs> so awkward. Well, thanks, Billy, for joining us, man. Yeah, man. Sure, man. Always great to talk to you guys. Good to All see right. you too. You too, Billy. Talk to you later. All right. See you. All right. We need to get some real truth here. Oh gosh, he sounds really serious this time. I am. I'm serious. not. I'm like. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna get any argument from me because that sounded serious. So let's do it. In a world, in a world where I changed music history, <laughs> altered the course of music and history itself. I didn't stop there because I've changed news history. My name is Toby <laughs> Morell. This is the damn us. news. I am serious today. Not joking around anymore, Joe. I'm staring at Joey's Pastor Joey. Franklin Steele. I don't know your middle name, Michael. It is Michael, isn't it? You're getting me riled up, man. I'm going to ruin this news. When haven't you? You don't have to be riled up. When haven't you ruined my life? (laughs) 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 All right, guys. Roving reporter Dave Mosco. I love this one. This is really, really, really good. Yahoo Health. It comes from Yahoo Health. 
surgery could give men wombs of their own Woo! within five years. Love it. All right. Y'all know the inevitable question I'm going to ask. But Finally, one for the guys. Uh, we need a break. Will men be able to give birth sooner well than never? Uh, that's the question provoked by last week's announcement that the Cleveland Clinic and performing uh, that the Cleveland Clinic is performing uterus transplant surgery on women mm-hmm. who were born without a womb or whose uterus is diseased or malfunctioning. Hearing the news, uh, we wondered if science can transplant a uterus into a woman, can it transplant one into a man? The answer is, I hope yes. Yes, just because of the chaos theoretically, that it men could thought rece- experiment of it. Theoretically, men could receive a uterus, carry a baby to term, and give birth. But what really blew our minds is that the day of male pregnancy is closer than you think. My guess is five to ten years away, says Dr. Karen Chung, director of the Fertility uh, Preservation Program at the University of Southern California, uh, Keck School of Medicine. That's a long school mm-hmm. to go to. Good luck. What is that? I go to USCKSOM. Uh, today, medical advances let transgender women adjust their biochemistry to Crazy. suppress male and introduce female hormones, have breasts, that can lactate. Do you know that? I didn't know that. No. And obtain surgically constructed vaginas that include a neoclitoris, which allows sensation. Until now, however, a place to carry the fetus, a womb of its own, was a major missing link. Uterus transplants could conceivably surmount that hurdle. Anyway, uh, would y'all do that? There's a lot to talk about before I can say yes or no. All right, how about this question? Let Let me answer this question. People have trouble, like, having babies what if uh say a wife couldn't carry a baby would the couple be okay with the men having uterus surgery and actually carrying their child well first of all christian people out there christian pastors sitting across from me let's not jump to the morality of it it's that's one thing that drives me a little bit crazy is it we can explore the thought experiment of the God future didn't give you no womb. before we start before way before you ever get into them you can explore the medical technology the scientific development right. the biochemical stuff and then maybe bioethics and then you can get into morality and ramifications so let's not make the leap i'm way interested in the simple parts of this not you know would you like that is, that, that is you, being yeah. such an understanding christian i'm just urging like let's it, just man. take let's just for the, the entertainment which is all it is of thinking about this it's entertaining yeah definitely so i mean toby I, you're doing this for jessica right now right <laughs> <laughs> that hey you're exactly right though as soon as this starts happening there'll be fat jokes for guys all the time hey oh you got a uterus surgery <laughs> You know, Al, sometimes you, it, have you ever, like, there's a woman that might be pregnant or might not, you just don't say, you know, oh, you're pregnant. Have you ever done that before? Oh, how long are you due? And they're like, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. That'll yeah. happen to guys. I don't care how big a woman is and how big her belly I, is, and it's obvious don't ever I say just it. do not yeah, do it. Totally. I have never. I, I just, if it's, it's not anywhere it. near, I go, no, I don't care. Oh, right. and I'll, oh let that, okay. I'll try to take some hints or whatever. And, yeah, so. I, so, I, there's a million things about that just socially that would be funny to think about. But if the... It, you know, it's not that shocking, really. I guess it's obvious that, that you'd be able to do that at some point. Also, an artificial womb, fully artificial womb, would right. be possible as well. That's the thing that may be left out here is that there may be a just a machine in a hospital that could grow a baby as just as well. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, yeah, for sure. Or it, that would be close by. So my right. one of my suggestions would be, even though this would be possible for men. It'd be a womb with a view. <laughs> <laughs> even if this were possible for men i don't think 
many men would do it. Because I think there's the whole part of pregnancy that's like that. I think women are the only gender out of the two that probably would be it'd be worth it to do it. I think they they get the connection out of it. They like all that part of it, and that's natural. I don't think a guy would ever like if you were even if you wanted to have a baby and your wife couldn't, and you had the choice to carry it or an artificial womb, you'd just go artificial. Oh yeah. Whereas if you had the choice of if a wife had the choice to go artificial or do it, she's going to always say do it. Right. But a man would never do it instead of choose artificial. Well, I think, so I don't think yeah. there's any reason a man actually would want to do it for fun. Well, here, at first I was thinking, <laughs> oh man, a man would want to do it because man, imagine men would just complain. Oh, my feet. Oh, babe. Oh, my feet are killing me. I'm miserable. Uh, you know, and, oh, uh, I'm craving fried chicken, babe. Oh, babe, I need yeah, more I pizza. It, I'm I just going to beer. Right. That's <laughs> oh, wait. What, yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking, though. Like, if, if that starts happening, it becomes regular. Humanity's over. Men not drinking or eating poorly or taking care of themselves. It's not a good every, idea oh, for a regular. I mean, babies I, that come out of men are going to be real weird. No, it's not a good idea real at all. Weird. I, I imagine that transgender people would certainly would be like, re, I mean, obviously that serves a very large function for them and they would certainly do it. Right. Though, but that would mean yeah. getting an artificial vagina and everything. You'd be not full, ca- yeah. not a man carrying a baby like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Junior. Yeah, which one of the classic great <laughs> movies about uh, scientifically accurate movies. But yeah, I mean, I didn't think about that part. But I mean, your regular dude probably wouldn't do it. They just like, I mean, I'm not going to not drink beer or whatever. If you can grow, it, if you can grow it outside of, you do it. Out of it. You're not right. built to to really care about all those benefits. I don't think in the same way. Even if you could totally do it. It just would be a it would be a really long annoying process for a guy. I believe I don't think they'd ever get. I don't think they would chemically and hormonally. But get, wouldn't you maybe do get it out the, the out of it? What what women do, even if it was biological. Would you do possible. it though? Like if your wife just you know can't have a baby, but you could carry and artificial it. wasn't possible. Right. A third womb wasn't possible. Right. Then yeah, definitely. Like now, if you want to talk about morals, fine. Definitely. But I, the way this sounds I would like. Do it. I guess that would never be a problem because what they're doing is actually putting in a new Art- uterus into in a woman, it, yeah. right? But so, if it was if it was the case, of, uh, if I could have a kids or not have kids, it would just mean I had to carry the baby. I would do it in a second. It would definitely take right. a handful right. of brave dudes to be the first ones to do it because it's just be like a stigma and you'd look silly. Oh, it'd and, be but, so crazy. But yeah. there are, I think, a lot of, I, I, I know specifically a guy right now that's just so anti-inequality and gender roles and gender distinctions he'd be like yeah i'll do that in a heartbeat you know well i she have to carry it sort of thing. oh yeah so there'd be a ton there'd be a ton of people that would get to carry the baby yeah right. right there'd be a movement on that i suppose all right another roving reporter joel hornbeck um this one's this is why Christianity's never gonna get ahead pastor marries pregnant teen with wife's blessing what the New York Post, a 60 year old Ohio mob enforcer turned pastor, <laughs> married his teenage bride and got her pregnant, all with the blessing of the other lady in his life, his 44 year old wife. Mm-hmm. The whole situation works out for all three of us. Tom Miller told Barcraft Media, I am the only one who is allowed to have a, more than one partner. And both my wives understand and appreciate that. Miller is now building a bigger home so he can split his time between his two ladies, whom he calls sister wives. And he believes their polygamous lifestyle is strengthening family ties. It means they will always have a friend with them. <laughs> Miller met his 19-year-old gal pal, Reba Kerfu Truba, seven years after he married his wife, Belinda. I wanted to have more of a family. Having another lady in the house not only makes our family whole, but individually it's a beautiful thing because it's like having a sister around. Tom is the love of my 
life, and Reba is the blessing in my life, Belinda says. Mm-hmm. Reba said her arrangement with a married couple initially troubled her family and friends, but now they support her. They're happy as long as they know I'm happy. She admitted that she doesn't love sharing her man with another woman, but I try not to get jealous. And when it's not my time with Tom, I just try to occupy myself by going out with friends. The baby will have two moms, which I'm okay with. And it, well, interestingly, the troubling part about that really is the, the other girl's age is really the only right. thing. Other than that, I don't. I just really don't care. I don't have any. Uh, the, uh, I, I suppose also is, is very little chance that this guy doesn't have a diagnosable personality disorder right there would be a narcissism or uh yeah something there that would make him he was formerly a mob what was he mob boss something or another yeah yeah so that that power that that just something in that is is certainly right. disordered he was seven years in jail for stabbing someone because he yeah. was a mob enforcer a mob enforcer yeah so he's gone he's, pastor he's yeah. somewhere he's <laughs> a narcissist possibly sociopathic stuff in the way that yeah. he doesn't it just for him, it doesn't register as weird or or right. whatever. And then, of course, he attracts people like these two that that want to do that. Right. So it shouldn't concern everybody. Like, oh, here goes our slippery slope. Right. No, this is for some disordered individuals yes. that want to do some disordered stuff. It's not like, oh, we're going that direction. But because it's, it's not crazy, that it stands all. out as what Christianity is. It's a, it, that that is not not almost no Christians are like this. The, no, it's a, almost the smallest like percentage, right. percentage probably. But it just makes. People think, yeah, look at those Christians. I mean, this church, this church, they're not keeping him as their pastor. I I mean, pastor means a very, he says, I don't preach about polygamy, but I feel it's a very Christian lifestyle. This is America and my wives and I have a right to live any way we please, providing we're not hurting anybody. Is it Latter-day Saints or anything? It doesn't say. I don't think so. Um, You just pissed off all the I mean, you could say. I mean, saying he's Christian, I guess maybe the latter the they Mormons say that say they're, they're Christian, Christian pretty much, yeah, I think. I think they believe in the divinity of Christ. I'm not sure about that. Maybe they do. Um, what's really funny is I, the very last thing is it says polygamy is illegal in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a chance he could be prosecuted. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Or not legally recognized or whatever. Yeah, are y'all behind that? Is. Him being prosecuted? No, are y'all behind it being illegal? I don't illegal? Care. I don't really. Honestly, no. I mean, if you can, I mean. If there's re- heterosexual marriage, homosexual marriage, and there's 39 people that want to be married to each other, I guess that's the way. And, I, I and divorce is legal. Right. I mean, I, yeah, yeah I don't think the 16 year old part is that's why, the, I mean, that, the only troubling thing about yeah. it to me, other than goofy people doing goofy stuff. Or, I mean, they're right. disordered individuals. I don't it's, know. it's crazy, though, if you have five wives and you get a, you just say, you know what, I want a divorce, and you mean all five. That that's would be a lot awesome. of stuff to think through. Right. You know, how do you divide that? It's a lot. That's really weird, too. Like, what if it's just one, though? And then, you know, uh, guys, I'm, I'm divorcing Sheila. And the other lady's like, yeah, thank God. That girl's like, a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and, and so you, like, you have four other women. They're like, yeah, divorce. Imagine, divorce. The, imagine the freedom in a quintuple divorce, though. I know. <laughs> you could be out. out. <laughs> you would be free. That would be really. <laughs> I can't wait to marry again and again and again and again. Okay, cool. Well, that is my news for today, guys. Anything else, Joey? We got names. There was surely enough people aren't still joining the BC Club. Yeah, we do not have any names, but I and we've been falsifying names for for months. Yeah, now. but I I don't think that's because we don't have anyone to say. It's because I haven't gotten a most recent email because the girl that sends them to me didn't know that Matt was coming into town to record about a hundred billion episodes. So a so. breakdown in the system. Yeah. A little breakdown. You actually system. don't have any. That's on me. Toby, is, do you have any that, is there just maybe 
Huh, maybe I, mean, I can find what I mean, let me see if I can find some BC clubbers here. Like um, you maybe you got an email last minute or something. Yeah, I might have. Um, let me see here. Oh, yep. I do have one, Dr. James Grossweiner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not Thank you, James. <laughs> this is funny. These are real names. Mm-hmm. I'm not making these up. Real BC club member names. Dr. Shit Fun Chew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this guy's name's Tiny, Tiny Cox. That's his name. Mr. Sackrider. <laughs> There's actually an old man named Dick Wiener. Dick Power. Mr. Pervs. He's a teacher. It's Mr. Mr. Pervs. It's the yearbook. It's Mr. Pervs' fifth grade class. <laughs> this is hilarious. Dr. Ritt Titball. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.